Lonnie, you're muted. Lonnie, you're muted. <laughs> not that. Not me, man. Not me. Lonnie's Hello. Just like Shane McMahon's quad. 10 out of 10. Whatever. It, it, it is what it is. This is, this is, yeah. Welcome to the Cup, the currently unnamed podcast. Well, you, we put the T in reality, and we come here first to quench your reality thirst. And as you see, we're talking WrestleMania today. We saw it. We watched it. We'll talk about how we feel about it. I'm Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea. You know how I do. I love me some tea. I don't have my cup. It's behind me, and I don't feel like going to get it. But y'all know what cup I'm talking about. The cup cup. The mer- uh, it, 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 It's here. You want it. You know you want it. It is what it is. And, uh, yeah, get the cup. I'm drinking Sprite because, yeah. And where can you get the cup, Mom? You can get the cup at period lamacheesecreation.etsy.com, my Etsy shop, where you can get the cup, cup, the cup hats, and more cups, uh, apparel, and other things. So check it out at Creation. You see the link down there. As someone who owns a cup cup, uh, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. They're high quality. They are very good at containing your hot chocolate. And so, yeah. If you are tired of not knowing what we're talking about, head on over to Etsy. Period. Look at that logo. Okay. You see that logo in the top right corner of your screen? You want that on your mug. You want that on your hand. You've obviously come to the cup to stay in the loop. And if you really want to be in the loop, you have to go and get the cup. If you want to be in the loop, you've got to use your cup for your soup. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's Brooke and Wes coming at you live from Wes's uh, uh, hosting room. Abode, yes. Yes. Uh, and we both play with you very much Smash Bros. So today, Wes actually has a tag for once. Yep. No, I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm just here to talk about wrestling as always, even if I'm less enthused as previous uh, paper. <sighs> WrestleMania 39. WrestleMania 39 was something. It was, it was interesting. It was a lot. And we're going to talk about it. And I think we should just jump right in, which I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's do it. The first match of the night, WrestleMania night one, was Austin Theory versus John Cena. Yeah, so this match is absolutely dedicated to apologize to Lana. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we need to eat a little bit of crow here. So we, <laughs> we might also be professional gaslighters. Um, but, hey, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's true. Uh, but thankfully, uh, they still deliver on a good match, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think the thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way with this thing is you have John Cena come out with all these Make-A-Wish kids, and then he lost. And I, I mean, we were in the, the part we were, it was like, oh yeah, Cena just came out with all these Make-A-Wish kids. There's no way he is losing this match. Not only did he lose, he lost by one A-Town down. One. Yeah, he kind of got, he kind of got her A little bit, yeah. I, I mean, let's, let's be honest. They, the Make-A-Wish kids asked to come to WrestleMania. They got their wish. They didn't say John Cena had to win at WrestleMania. 
So technically, it was what it was at that point. So I mean, you're right, Lana, but I feel like it's kind of like saying, oh, man, I really got to go see my dad, like, fight in a boxing match, and then you just go and watch him get absolutely knocked down the first round. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. such a weird message to be of, like, this is these kids' hero. He's their inspiration. Watch him lose. Like, I, I don't yeah. know good people that have thought about this, but yeah, well, the match was entertaining. A solid mm-hmm. three and a half stars out of five. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Perfect, perfect ranking here. On we agree. Honestly, I'd probably give it a six. That's I fair. I think it was good enough. It was good enough. Good. Mm-hmm. So we're rating out of ten. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll split the difference here. Six and a half out of ten seems like a okay. Uh, the only thing that I did not like about this match was the ending because I'm. We talked about it at the night too. The ref bumps. <clears throat> Are getting mm. and are getting tired. If you yes. theory cheat to win, you could have had you could have the ref get distracted. It didn't have Listen, to be alone. Eddie Guerrero, the late and great Eddie Guerrero, has given us at least 150 ways that you can cheat to win a match. Can we stop picking the same one over and over? Please, 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 and please. And it's not the only can, one. Can on you the be? Card. Can you be one percent as creative as Eddie Guerrero? That's all I remember. <laughs> that takes a lot. Knowing what we know now about who's running the show on Raw, which I'm assuming we'll get to later on, mm-hmm. um, having Theory win this match is not surprising to me, uh, especially nope. because it makes him look like a million bucks. Yeah, like it looks, makes him look great. So, sure, cool. All right, well, there we go. If we lose our slides in the middle of this, by the way, y'all, it's because my computer's going to die. So we'll, uh, we'll work without it. The next match, the Fatal 4-Way match with Street Profits, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Viking Raiders, and Alpha Academy. Now, I have to say, this was one of the best matches of the night for me. This match was insane crazy. I was entertained. Uh, honestly, I really only remember one spot from the two spots from this match. One, how the Street Profits won, and two, Angelo Dawkins like stopping the Strowman Express. I don't know if there's a better way to articulate that, but just mm-hmm. just body checking Strowman as he's mid run. Got to admit, I honestly think the person who came up looking the best out of this match was Angelo Dawkins, and I don't think anybody would have called that coming in. Like. He looked like a movie. Also, the best uh, another spot that I recall is the spot where everybody was on the ring post on the side, and Ricochet just flipped over and pulled every. It was that was crazy. I enjoyed this match. I don't know much. Or my favorite Viking Raiders match of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. There's they were so good, and the main roster has murdered their creativity. That's all I have to say about that. Because uh, I'm not going to use one of my allotted three rants today on the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely I have to agree with you, Lavana. I actually enjoyed this match quite a lot as well. So I thought it was so good. And it was very entertaining. I was entertained the entire time I watched it. I was like, this is great. This is great. I don't know. I gave it a 9.5 out of my ranking. So for context, uh, we are recording this on Friday the 7th. Uh, so Raw happened. We SmackDown just finished after re- re- recording this. Um, 
So we did see the Street Profits fight uh, the tag champs. We're not going to say who that is just yet. Uh, on Raw this past Monday, and they did lose. Does that kill their momentum that they had from winning this match a little bit? Kind of. I think it does a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I'll try to dodge this in a vacuum, though, mm-hmm. uh, which is mm-hmm. it didn't really sell the Street Profits well. Yep. I think maybe the only thing is I was really expecting the, the male models to, like, have a sway into this match. Where were they? Like, with the whole, you know... Chad Gable, Otis. I thought we'd see Otis, but we only saw Otis. And that's not bad, but I kind of wanted to see some Otis uh, mm-hmm. to continue that storyline. So I'd give it like a 7.5 for me. Well, the rumor mill on Twitter is saying that uh, Chad Gable, Triple H, wanted to give Chad Gable a singles run uh, after WrestleMania and give him a push, possibly even take the U.S. title off Theory at SummerSlam. And he told Triple H he's coming to doing right now with Otis. Uh, and that he doesn't want to do it. That angle could have been nicked. If it did, I'm okay with it, to be honest. Oh, 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 move. Uh, but yeah, uh, if that's the case, I'm fine with it. I mean, Chad Gable's an amazing talent. We talked about it before. Um, yeah, so this match was good. I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10, only because I don't think storyline significance-wise I can give it much more than that. I don't feel anything about the Street Profits winning. But the match itself was great. Yeah. I, yeah, as y'all see, it, it left. It's gone. We won't have it for the rest of the show. Um, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was good. I thought seeing everybody, it was just a good match. And Ricochet is insane. So that was the notes I wrote. I took notes on this, y'all, because I wanted to make sure I gave you my feelings or how I felt in the moment as I watched it. Because I didn't want Raw and SmackDown to interfere with how I felt about it because it did change it. Like, I was like, why well, would you have a Street Profits win and then go the next day and fight whoever to lose? It's just, it just, yeah, that, that didn't feel right. But yeah, still 9.5 for me. Anyone. The next match was Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins. How y'all feel about that? This match was incredible. This was great. <laughs> it was so good. This was a great match. Uh, also, I think one of the longer matches that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was also quite great. Uh, and, you know, WrestleMania 39, again, if I could wrap it up in one sentence, is definitely great matches, wrong choices. But I felt like this was a good choice. I feel like the, the, the obvious choice was the good choice here. And uh, I was very impressed by, again, I just keep being impressed by Logan Paul's wrestling ability. Not maybe as much his personal, you know, stances on things and his life choices, but definitely his in-ring work is phenomenal. I mean, I will say, we do tend to look the other way for a lot of other WWE people about their personal opinions on things. Very true. And yeah, we, I mean. you know, we, we don't always, I mean, not everybody, but, you know, for, for the average friend, right? Like, personally... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people on this card are scumbags based off of a lot of things I've seen online and people who aren't on this card, <coughs> Lacey Evans. But, you know, um, there are certain people on this card that have life choices that I personally don't agree with or believe in things that I don't agree with. But I will say we like them in the ring and we can acknowledge that Logan Paul in the ring is phenomenal. Uh and allegedly, today it broke that he may have re-signed with the company today. And if he did, I'm totally happy with that. Because he's been great in his career so far. Yep, this was absolutely awesome. And even better than the match was goading 
one rant out of Brooke. So that's why I'm That wasn't to. a rant. That was like two. That wasn't even a minute. I don't know. Also, KSI being the prime model. Oh, this, <laughs> the comedy of this match was great. Yeah. The in-ring work was great. I, 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 you know, to me, I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about this match? I like this match. And I didn't think I would like this match, but I like this match. I kind of knew I okay, let me let I knew I'd like Seth Rollins in this match because Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. You will always like Seth Rollins in the match. I didn't know how I would feel about Logan Paul because as y'all heard, if you watched our last podcast, I have was not very favorable for Logan Paul. And I I think he's a good he was great in this match. He was um he showed why he he comes in when he comes in and does what he does. It was a it was a good match. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I thought both of them did amazing. They they played off of each other very well. They made me believe the storyline that they have with each other. That Seth Rollins don't like Logan Paul anymore. Doesn't like Seth Rollins. It, it made me believe it, and so I enjoyed the match. Actually, I thought it was really good. I gave it an eight point five, honestly. I'm, I'm actually right with you, eight point five. And something else, you know, to note about this match in, in particularly, this is the first match and one of the few matches on this card where, if you ask me today, hey, what matches do you want to rewatch of WrestleMania thirty nine? Mm-hmm. That would be one of the ones where I go, yeah, I want to watch KSI get hit in a prime can again. That that sounds great. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, just to me. Uh, you know, it's definitely one way I judge things is like how replayable is it? You know, like how how much would I want to rewatch this? And that's definitely one of the highlights for me. I would I would rewatch that moment. Yeah, I will say I'm one of those people that rewatches old wrestling a lot. I was rewatching old wrestling yesterday. Uh, shout outs to the 2016 Chris Brick Classic. You're great. Um, but I don't know if anything so far would be rewatchable for me. Like immediately, like I'm like, yeah, this is something I want to rewatch. We'll get to a few that will come up later that I definitely want to rewatch soon. Um, but I gotta admit, it was incredibly satisfying watching Logan Paul frog splash KSI through that table. I know it's probably going to be the big takeaway for a lot of people from the match, especially like the more casual audience that may just know who both of them are, but, uh, knowing their history and knowing how long they've been like boxing rivals that now they're working together on prime, uh, like they, they have a pretty checkered history, but it's really interesting to watch them like continue to fold together and you know it's always good to see something so i mean for me not knowing who ksi is i had no idea when he took it off i was like who's that it's just Mm -hmm. a random so i had no idea but hearing that it's like oh okay so they did have a you know uh, history together and 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 that's cool and it was nice i just said oh this is one of logan paul's friends who was going to come out to help him. As soon as he came out, the mascot came out, I was like, okay, whose friend is this that's going to help Logan Paul when, you know, screw over Seth Rollins in this match. But it was definitely very satisfying to see Logan Paul frog splash and Seth Rollins moving out the way and pulling him into the into the way and getting crushed to the table. I was like, perfect. They played it. I think this went as perfectly as it could for me. This is one of the better matches in the of the night, honestly. I agree. All right, then. We we won't we move on from a great match to another match. Um <laughs> I mean, damage control versus Becky Lynch leader and Trish Stratus. 
So I felt I felt like this was a waste of match. Uh, this will not be a waste of rant though. Okay, so no, I'm not even gonna rant on it. I'm just gonna say exactly what I said in the podcast, uh, the predictions podcast that we recorded last week. I mean every word of it. Plus, the wrong team went over. <laughs> and if this is Bailey's last match with the company, which allegedly it might be, what a bad way to go out. And not even her fault, but like she deserved so much better than this. She carried this company through the damn pandemic. And this is her flowers for that. This is what she gets for this shit. Uh-uh, no, no way, no how. Yeah, I said it before, which is how can you take six women who are so good and make me care so little? And they figured out a way. Uh, they mm-hmm. persevered through all expectations and gave me a match even worse than I was expecting. Um, which is which is genuinely impressive in its own weird, twisted, sadistic way. Um, but, you know, that being said, they still were six good women in the ring, um, now, of course, to me, I could watch and I could see Lita's age in her wrestling. You can see, uh, you know, Stratus's age in her wrestling. Not as badly, though. Not as badly. Yeah, Lita, Lita has aged, like, last year, when she was having that program uh, after the Royal Rumble with, I believe it was Becky, but it might have been someone else. Uh, regardless, whoever she was fighting after WrestleMania last year. Yeah. That was before, after Royal Rumble. That was good. She was, like, in her element. I don't know if she just hasn't trained in between now and then or what have you, but you can tell something's a little bit off. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Hopefully, uh, they're going to be dropping the tag straps to Lynn McCall on Monday. Now, so. To say that, though, I have to say, I think Bailey, EO, and Dakota, particularly EO Skya, looked really good in this match, um, especially with her high-flying stuff. She always looks good, though. Um so it's just a shame that they didn't go over because I think they definitely looked better in that match and then lost, which felt a little strange. I personally, if I had to rank this out of 10, I'd give it like a 5 out of 10. Um, this would have been so good on a normal episode of Raw. <laughs> like, it would have been totally fine. I, it just... When I think WrestleMania, I think big moments, big events, big storyline stuff, you know, whatever... And even though the storyline's been going on for months, this didn't feel like the big... I mean, guys, me. there were belts there, and they were on the line? We talked about it. What? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Again, just strange. What about you, Lana? Where would you put it? One out of ten. I mean, I said my thoughts as I watched this match. I thought it was a good match as expected because all the competitors are amazing. You don't expect anything less from these six women because they're all great. And it was just, it was a good show. It was nothing spectacular, nothing huge. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 because I was like, it, for the competitive competitors, it was good. For You know, they put on a good show the best that they could. It's just we didn't care. There was nothing on the line for it. There was nothing like looming over this match. Like, what's the what's the next step after this? It's just like it was nothing. It was. It just didn't didn't do it. But they all did really well. That's why I gave it a seven because all six women are great competitors in the ring, and they gave a good show. It was just the fact that I didn't care about this match at all. So, uh, yeah. I would probably give it a four out of ten because I really just don't care. Like, I, I have no 
care about this match. Especially because little people won. So, also, enjoy. Uh, I'm glad you came back to the company, Dakota. You and EO are going to keep getting pushed down the card because you just lost the number one contenders match on Raw on Monday. So, and we'll talk about that when we talk about it. But... <laughs> Let's move on to Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. I thought this was a good match. Honestly, I was entertained. I enjoyed seeing Dominic get a whooping with the belt. That that was funny to me. I thought it the entrances. Let's talk about the entrances from both of these competitors. Because Dom coming out in the police van with all the cops. I was like, this man. This Man, <laughs> outside of that, you have Dominic in the purple Rey Mysterio yep. mask with the hoodie. Yep. Also, the funny part of him failing to get the hood off was great. <sighs> uh, also, uh, as voted on by the people at our apartment on Saturday, Dominic Mysterio winning the in ring gear of the night award for night one, uh, with this entrance attire. This match, it was great, beautiful outfit. Uh, but not to mention Rey Mysterio coming out in a low rider. Low ride. With Snoop Dogg. What song is it? Is it nothing but a G thing? First it was Gin and Juice. Yeah, no, not about G thing. Not about G thing. And then going into Eddie's music. What? And then he gets his own stuff. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it in the predictions video. We kind of figured Ray would probably win here, especially because this is his weekend. And you have the Hall of Fame bubbling it. Uh, I'm glad he did. Um, also, I will point out though, this is the they had a couple matches that were sponsored at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's not like a weird one to choose to be sponsored because <laughs> this is like a really deep emotional storyline, and it's sponsored by correct me if I'm wrong here, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Emoji Edition or something like Cinemoji. Cinemoji, that's what it is. Cinemoji Toast Crunch. Uh, you had the little dancing Cinnamon Toast Crunch ringside. Fun fact, played by Sol Ruka um, from NXT, which I thought is hysterical. But it just felt like a weird juxtaposition of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Nothing screams intense emotional family drama more than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, but that's okay. Uh, rating, though, because, I, you know, I liked this match. Um it wasn't my favorite because again the emotional the emotional stakes were high, but the wrestling didn't really show that to me very much. But you know, it was funny. It was a good comedy wrestling, I think. And I think Dominic Mysterio is just kind of the king of heel comedy right now. Um, he is very funny. I have to admit, every time he he speaks, I laugh. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd probably give it a seven. I thought it was a good. One. You know, Prison Dom. I, I've told you all before. Prison Dom is probably my favorite character on programming right now. I don't know why. It's just so stupid. And I love it so much. Um, and, you know, we need that cowardly, terrible, I'm an asshole, but the second you try to fight me, I will run away like a little B-word. I don't know if I can say that on the channel or not. So I'm gonna choose you can say whatever you want to say. Run away like a little bitch. Character in the heel portion of the roster and right now Dominic is filling that role and he's doing a great job. So props to him. I couldn't agree more. I think I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven as well because I thought it was just good. It was fun. Giving it an eight, I think this match was fantastic. Completely understandable. Am I frozen? I look you're good. Okay good. Okay good. 
All right. Well, that was nice. <laughs> Let's move on to the next match, which is the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Okay. I need to, I need to formally apologize to somebody because I have been hypercritical of a certain 14-time world champion on this podcast before uh, in my conversations <laughs> with my fellow wrestling fans saying that Charlotte Flair can be lazy in the ring and that most of her in-ring work is kind of sloppy. Charlotte, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, you did so good. Uh, I would like to formally... Uh, I'm not going to give you my stand card just yet. I need to see more of this high-quality work because I think you're taking time off now, which is totally fine. You've been around for four months. It's about normal for you. Come around for a little bit and take time off. Sounds good. Um, but I wish this was her whole title defense, though. Of Because this is, I think, the only time she defended the belt on pay-per-view during the reign. And... I wish there was more of this during her reign, but it was really great. I love this match, and it got robbed of five stars from Dave Meltzer. It only got four point seven five. Yeah, well, and Dave, Dave Meltzer's a hack. Uh, <laughs> six stars in the Tokyo Dome. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna cap about it. But I will say this: surprisingly, and I was not expecting this going in. This is my favorite match of night one. Really? Mm. Here, the attack? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh wow! Even more than the next match that we're going to talk about. Uh huh. Um, yeah, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> a match. Sorry, I, I meant a real match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I really really enjoyed this match. I think it was extremely high caliber wrestling. Probably some of the best women's wrestling that I've seen, and in, in, on the program because you know I don't watch as much as some other people. Um. But again, extremely good performance. Great victor. Uh, it felt like a WrestleMania event. Honestly, it was so good. If it would have main evented night one, I would have not been sour. I think we would have been sour in the moment, uh, mainly because a lot of people were, I mean, me included, right? When you have uh, people with the caliber of the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn on your card, not to mention the storylines that the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn had going into this pay-per-view versus the non-existent build that we have for uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte oh, Flair. Completely understandable. Like, I'm just saying, for me, the match was so good, just yeah. wrestling when it came down to it, that it would I wouldn't have even been upset. Even though I didn't deserve it, I definitely wouldn't have been upset. So I, I, I think what you... What I, I would agree with you, I would think if they would have made this match the, the main event, I would have started off a little upset, like this is, shouldn't be the main event, but they would have convinced me by the end of it. Okay. By the end, I would have been convinced that yes, they should have been the main event, and they deserve the main event, and we would have just had to be like, you know what? Props to you, Bria and Charlotte, because y'all proved all of us wrong when we said you shouldn't have been the main event. They just showed why they could have and should have been the main event, because they were great miles better than their match for WrestleMania 36. Like, no yes. better to me. Yeah. Like, way better. Um, also, so good. Riptide will never stop <sighs> looking on like a million bucks. Yep. Every time. Um, you know, and we also had that little Rhea Bianca feud teased on Raw. I couldn't see it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Past that, uh, what, what would you give it? Because uh, me, guys, I'd give this a 9 out of 10. Wow. I gave it an 8.9, so I was right there with you. Honestly, I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10. I think this match is incredible. Yeah. It was it was just a good match, and they proved why they could have honestly been the main event for WrestleMania, and good on them. And we all knew Rhea was going to win. There was no doubt about it. <laughs> that was that was the one prediction I was like, I feel so very comfortable about. Um, but also, I also want to give props to Charlotte because of how she reacted after the match. She was literally genuinely happy for Rhea, which I'm like. Yeah, this woman deserves to have the championship as well. You had it 14 freaking times. Let this Rhea deserve well, to you win. Know, Lana, you can only become a 15 champ if you if lose. You lose. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So, are we we'll going see. to talk about the next match? Do we have to? Do we really? No, honestly, I didn't even. Well, okay, we'll say. The filler match of the night is what I called it. The filler match of the night. They had to get people ready for the main event, I guess. I don't know. But Miz was out there with Snoop Dogg, and Miz was talking about how he made this open challenge on his social media platforms, and nobody stepped up to the plate. And Snoop was like, wait, what? Nobody? He was like, nobody. Then all of a sudden, let's go! And Pat McAfee. Would have rather seen him on commentary. If you had to have a match supported by Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Weedios, this should have been the match. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing I will say, though, is as much as I love Pat, I would also prefer him on commentary. But you have a couple people who were talking about not being able to fight at WrestleMania on their socials, on SmackDown. Bobby Lashley uh, and knowing what we know now and what happened on night two which we'll get to um, you know like I Bobby Lashley coming out here and squashing The Miz not only would that make The Miz look at least a little bit better because it's Bobby Lashley right but Bobby's Uh not on this card how the hell is Bobby Lashley not on the WrestleMania card. I'll be That's like a honest. healthy new day not being on the yeah, WrestleMania I'll be, card. I'll be completely honest. To be fair, I would rather see The Miz lose to the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. Um, <laughs> I honestly would mean the same. Um, I don't know. Saul Rook is pretty great. He was supposed to be the A-lister. This is a multiple-time champ, and we are treating him like a multiple-time chump. Well, we do have to put it into perspective, though, okay? He is a two-time WWE champion, okay? Both of the times he won that belt or money in the bank. They have very clearly portrayed him during those reigns as out of his weight class, especially the last one. As long as we know now that, that he is out of his weight class in comparison to Pat McAfee. Um, well, you can also, he also, but the good thing though is it's not like he was in his ring gear. Like he was in that suit. And also it's the Miz and Pat McAfee's relatively well protected. Like I'm not as mad about it. <laughs> I am annoyed by it because honestly, the locker room is full of people, so many people who could come out and say, Oh, Miz, I didn't see your open challenge, but I accept it now. And it had been like, Okay, cool. 
who would have at least not made look as chump like as they already are trying to do by first of all making him the host and not on the card to wrestle but just the host which is fine because they let the new day host and that's it's, cool you know whole job to put over a new talent Oh, I remember new talent Pat McAfee and NFL retired lineman. Yeah, those are talent to put. Yeah, that, that was, those are the people you put over. No, 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 the other guy that he tagged in from the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kittle, Kittle, Jason Kittle. Yeah, like yeah. okay, that was dumb. I hope that part was stupid. But, it was all yeah. stupid. It was all stupid. Far more over time. Yep, zero out of ten. Let's get no, out. No, I, I give it a one out of ten because at least Pat McAfee's pump was good. That's. Uh, you know, oh, y'all get oh, we ranking it like that. Okay, we can rank it honestly how we feel. I feel zero, period. Didn't like it, didn't need it. Fair enough. All right, main event time. Let's move to the main event. What we here for, people? The tag team champions, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'm going to start off by saying this match delivered what it needed to deliver. I enjoyed it. Everything about it. I was here for it. Even the outcome, I knew it was going to happen and I was happy about it because I felt like it was time. Um, unless they had some other, well, we'll talk about night two later. But um, I was, I, I love this match. I thought it was very good. Both teams did amazing. All the foolishness and shenanigans that happened through this match, I was here for it. You know, I, I have told both of you many times, I don't believe there is such thing as a sure thing in pro wrestling. Uh, and as we have discussed, people talk about it when we talk about night two in moments. But this was the happiest win I have had at WrestleMania probably since Kofi Mania. Uh, it, just, it just gave me the warm and fuzzies inside. Like It reminded me about why I love pro wrestling so much. This long-term... I would argue perfectly built storyline coming to the right, correct conclusion on the grandest stage of them all with two incredible talents that have such long history with each other working together to take the tag belts off of arguably the greatest tag team of all time. Like, it was perfect. I, I don't know another way to articulate how amazing this match was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... As much as I'm not a huge fan of Canada, um, <laughs> two good Canadians. Um, and you're Canadian. I had two good Canadians. Um, I have to admit, I'm forced to admit it by this match. Trish Stratus didn't make me admit that was true. Match. Fair, enough. Uh, Fair enough. But this one, I have to give up. What I have to give up. This was fantastic. I, I just Canadian. Um, I said so far on. He said what he said. Two good times where I've had to give it up, and you know what? I do give it up. I give them their flowers. They are the coolest. Um, El Generico was great. Sammy is great. Kevin is great. Um, and the Usos are fantastic. So this match delivering stellar. Definitely for me, uh, match of the mania for me. Uh, that was my not ma of, the, of the whole thing. Yep. Oh, mm. not mania for me. Not for I. We will get to my match moments from now. Uh, and I will be honest. My match of the weekend is not on this card. Uh, either night. My match of the weekend will, was at Stand and Delivery, which if you all don't care, I would like to just do a two-second uh, in between night one, night two, just hey, Stand yeah. and Deliver was great, but you know. Uh, what? The Stand and Deliver. Yeah, Stand and Deliver. Or witness me. Um, <laughs> regardless. 
Uh, yeah, this match is great. This is just ten out of ten for me. Like, this is one of yeah. the, this is one of the matches I would rewatch. This yeah, I would definitely match. rewatch this match. Mm-hmm, for sure. I, I gave it a nine five. I'll give you. I'll give you one better. I will rewatch this match. Mm. And yeah. also a nine five. <laughs> the reason it's not the ten, and it was the weird, weird miscue for the halula kick at the end. Yes, it just stood there. Yes, I was, I was like, like what's what happened? happened? <laughs> Remember at the end when Jay just stood there like this? Like, no, dude, that was Montez Ford on Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Montez Ford on Raw. So at the very end of the match on Raw, because we did mention it earlier, was on Raw. Kevin and Sammy beat oh. on Raw. You had uh, this weird thing, and, and Montez Ford just kind of stood there. Like and, and, and push you into the thing. I was like, what? Okay. So weird. Uh, I, why did I give it a nine five? I think I gave it a nine five, but I don't remember why I gave it a nine five. Yeah. Okay. So still a nine five. All right. Before we head to night two, I don't want to talk about every match in this card, but I do want to go ahead and say because uh, my match of the weekend was on the standing delivery card, not on the WrestleMania thirty nine card. Um, so off of uh, NXT stand deliver, I really only want to talk about two matches. One of them, Indy Hartwell finally winning the NXT Women's Championship. Love that. Um, but there is nothing that can describe the immense feeling of perfection that I got watching Wesley, Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough in the five boy for the NXT North American Championship. Um, as yeah. I oh. on the predictions uh, video, my tag said Axiom Stan account. That has not changed. That will likely never change. Um, also, that man is so attractive. Take the mask off, King. Um, but uh, you have Dragon Lee, who made his debut at Stand and Deliver, just as amazing as we thought he was going to be coming out of Mexico. Uh, Wesley, who's been putting on, to borrow a quote from Seamus here, banger after banger after banger. For the NXT North American title. Absolutely. Uh, and then you have Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough, who their history is long enough that you could write an entire college paper on it. Yep. Uh, delivering some of the best in ring work I've seen in this company in ages. Ilya Dragunov selling his ass off this entire match. Uh, dude, watch this match. If you don't even watch the whole card, if you don't even watch NXT, watch this match. You will get why people love wrestling. I couldn't have said it better myself. I actually, this is my first time watching NXT, anything on NXT. Mm -hmm. And that match got a 9.8 for me. It was so good. It was so much action. And everyone was so impressive. The bodies were flying all over the place. It was just an incredible match. I enjoyed every second of it. I was very much involved. And I was just like, from beginning to the end, it was just a great Great match and Indy. Yes, I agree with you all, Indy. I was that was a good match too. I gave the eight point five. I thought it was a really good match. And oh, and I'm and one more match that I want to talk about that I thought was really really good was Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. Gargano. That match was so good. I enjoyed it very much. I was like, yes, yes, all of it. So I will say, uh, Wes and I were watching it together, and we decided that after the NXT North American title, there were not any matches left on this card we cared about. So we went and got coffee. Uh, but I did go back and watch the rest of the card later. Um, and, oh, <laughs> hey, we, we needed coffee for the Mania. For the record and the court, I do want to point out, it was Brooke 
wanted to go get it was coffee, my idea. It was and true. I was dragged along forcibly against my will. 100% my idea. Almost without my consent. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did rewatch. Uh, I loved Candice LeRae coming in during this match as well. Uh, should have been on the WrestleMania card, I might add. But yeah, great match. This entire show was fantastic. From it was really good. I Actually, I gave it an overall 8.5. Yeah. I thought awesome. the overall was just great. Okay, and shout out to Carmelo Hayes. Period. Yeah, well, also, the <laughs> yeah. for the NXT tag belts was also really good, even if it was. It was. Uh, only thing that bothered me that entire match was the fact that everybody was wearing matching outfits, and then you have Tony D'Angelo in this like gray, grimy outfit which fits his character really well, and then Sax is out here wearing fucking white pants, and it was so off, and it bothered me the entire match. But Gallus winning, yay! Joe Coffee being back, yay! Um, cannot be mad at this. Um, also, don't know if anyone watched the pre-show, but apparently, uh, Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed out of the schism requested their release on Monday morning, so we'll see how that turns out for them. But, you know, the schism hasn't really been booked well, so I can't blame them. So, yeah. But Tyler Bate, also, always a W. Yeah, stand and deliver. Great card. Watch it if you haven't. Um, but back to WrestleMania. <laughs> back to WrestleMania. Yep. Um, night two. Or you might not want to come back. <laughs> uh, uh, I say if, or you might not want to. It, it, it. All right. Let's start with the first match of the night, which was Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I thought it was predictable. I said everything happened that I thought was going to happen, and I was bored to tears. And I started reading the book during that match. You know what, Lana? You might have been bored to tears, but at least you weren't bored long with a yes. breaking. <laughs> Four minutes and 55 seconds. <laughs> Isn't it crazy to me? It's crazy to anyone else that's not even like a shit. He hit two bumps <laughs> and then got pinned. What? You know, first off, first off, Omo Sapiens rise up. Secondly, um, I will Wait, say. Did you say Omo Sapiens? Omo Sapiens rise up. That's his family. Period. Omo Sapiens. Oh, all right. Yeah, but um, Omos Sapiens rise up. He's the nicest dude. I don't care if he's not great in the ring. He's the nicest guy on the line. Yeah, I was going to say, um, he can be nice in person, but I'd rather him be nicer in the ring. Okay. Um, no, you'd be, rather be meaner in the ring. Yeah. Like, you want him to be good. But I can do a missile drop kick. He can, probably. It'd be scary, but he probably could. But regardless, um, Omos, I will give Omos this. In his two years that he has been with the company, right? Because he had his first match at WrestleMania two years ago with AJ Styles. In that time, he has improved significantly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let, let's keep that a buck. He's getting a lot better. NDP being his mouthpiece has worked out very well as well. But that does not excuse this match. Uh, I did not enjoy this match even a little bit. Uh, I was sick of Omos body slamming Brock Lesnar. I believe we all were out to a point. Um, I see. I found this hilarious because to me, this was Brock. Lesnar versus early Brock Lesnar. Just Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. German suplex versus body slam. Who talks for you because you can't talk? I mean, everything was there. A one move Millie. Like, again, it was great that I got to see that and I found it ironic. But that's okay. Um, okay. Okay. I will say this. The only thing that brought me joy in this match was like the first 
five seconds when Omos was slinging Brock Lesnar around like a rag doll. I was like, this is funny. That's nice. But then it turned to the, you know, to the predictable. And I was like, ah, well, whatever. I, you know, see, I don't mind Omos because, and, and this is why I don't mind Omos because I think I'm so desensitized of bad wrestling, seeing Brock Lesnar in the early Brock Lesnar years and seeing um, the great Kali in his entire time. Uh, the first, first one is WWE Hall of Famer, the great Kali. He was the doctor a couple of years back. You might have forgotten, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Hey, it's okay. We'll be talking about another Hall of Famer who had a great and stellar, even quicker match tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, well, you know, the, the, the big, big, big guys usually sometimes are not the best at wrestling and, you know, so I, that's why I, I really just wasn't that upset with the lack of wrestling with Omos, I didn't expect it. I guess I never expected it to be great, but I really wanted it to be, I feel like, feel like Brock Lesnar is like annoying and like so over and like like Omos needed to push more than Brock Lesnar. I just, it just, ugh, it just grossed uh, me out, but you know, whatever. Lesnar does need a push. It's just down a hill. That's the off a cliff. I'm about to say off a cliff, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I will admit, based off of what happened on Raw on Monday, not that I'm okay with it or a fan of it, knowing where they are currently about to take Brock Lesnar. Where are they taking him? Where are they taking Um, him? Did did you watch Raw on Monday? I watched Raw. I saw what happened, but I'm like, why? I still don't know what the point is. I mean, I agree there's no point, but I'm at least happy that Brock won here, so that way it doesn't further devalue him. But we'll talk, not him, uh, Brock, him, other person we shall discuss in it. Okay. But, um, All right. you know, whatever. Long story short, the match was fine. Solid one star. Move on. Also, before, I gave it a- Dave Meltzer gave this match three stars and gave this match more than the women's tag, which is... Insane. Yeah, wait, three stars out of five? Yes, out of five. More than oh. the women's four-way tag, which is oh. nuts. That's okay. He I... went to Brock Lesnar's pectorals and got mesmerized. That's uh, true. Regardless of any of that, um, I agree this was a one-star match out of ten, not five. Um, there, there's a lot of room for improvement um, in this match. And again, watching the, the Brock Lesnar mirror was very funny to me. Uh, but uh, I think we can we can all delightfully move on to a better any match that's Look, better part of this. I was gonna say I ranked it a five out of ten because I was just like mm. understandable. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's move on to the fatal four way tag, uh, the forty four way tag team match, the women's fatal four way tag team match. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia Shotzi, Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and again. I felt like this was predictable. I knew it was going to happen. And what happened, happened. Like I said before, I'm not on the Ronda Rousey hate train like everybody else seems to be on this panel, which is okay, which is fine. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, she just, it doesn't annoy, she doesn't annoy me as much, but I didn't wow. want the, I didn't want her oh. to win. 
How because, did you watch this match and not get annoyed by her? That's my question. Because I wasn't watching it. Because I was bored, and that's why I got a 5 out of 10. I went to back to reading my book because I was bored of this match. Lana, you're absolutely right. I was just a little irritated because I thought we weren't allowed to see multiple wrestlers compete on one card, like have multiple instances. And so right. Rock have a sex <laughs> right. and then right. right after it was really Exactly. This just seemed unfair, right? Okay. What we are going to need to talk about, though, is the other six women in this match who are not Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Do all the great things. So amazing in this match, and it, it hurts me that we're not even going to think about this. You know, we're going to think about the ending, and no, that's see, that's overshadows this entire match because you have Chelsea Green continuing to kill it in her Karen character. It's great. You have Liv and Raquel really synergizing as a tag team as of late. Like they're pulling out a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, Natalia, as usual, being very good Canadian. at the ring. She's still good right now. Being Canadian, yep. Yes, be, being mm-hmm. Canadian, you know. And in this case, in a, a compliment? I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> a heart. Can we call it a heart here? Uh, I no. was very, I was very happy that Shotzi was. She did really well in this match because usually lately Shotzi's been doing a lot of botches and messing up and doing a lot of. It, it's been a little mm, for Shotzi, but Shotzi was on it in this match. I was like, okay, Shotzi, I see you won a lot of botches. I was very happy. I like this scene improvement. I mean, I'll but, ask you a hypothetical, Lana. If you remove the Ronda Rousey Baszler, I do MMA team, mm-hmm. right? Would this have been a six better, a six women match? Would that match have been better than the? I think match? it would have been better I for agree. sure. I think it was. I think it would have been better. I mean, not to mention that you have people like you know. Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, uh, that perfectly competent in the ring, that lost qualifying matches for this, I might remind you. And Ron and Shayna just walked out and were like, <laughs> we're in this match now. Like, what was that? Again, and then they said, ha ha, I'm winning this match now. Like, right. uh, this was a joke. Uh, and it, yeah. was, it, was, it was a sad and terrible joke. Almost like, you know, a random like racist on the internet. It was just Sudden, bad, and didn't make and sense. didn't make any sense at all. And we should came out of nowhere. Not as much as that. So yeah. I would give this like two stars, but maybe, maybe, maybe four, just because the other women did such excellent things. But it really brings up the question: How good can a thing be, and then you defecate on it, and right. still be edible? And I think it's it's hard for me to to, to see. You know, that's yeah. not even what irritates me about this match, right? It's the fact that you have Liv and Raquel competing in a number one contenders match the next night on Raw, right? Like, and it's not like it was announced beforehand, right? Liv and Raquel competed, not only competed, they won that number one contenders match, but they just lost at WrestleMania. Like, I'm sorry, I, again, I don't like Ronda and Shayna, but where's the story like cohesion in that? You said it yourself once. You said to me that Brock Lesnar has some dirt, some blackmail. And as I already said, Ronda Rousey is just Brock Lesnar with a sex change operation, so she has that same blackmail on Vince McMahon. And obviously, it's pertinent again. Now, I mean, I wouldn't even give Ronda the the, the statement that she's Brock with a sex change because, one, uh, Brock can at least do more than two moves in the ring, and I will give him that. He usually only does two, but he does have the Kimura log, so that's three. And he actually can throw a punch, so that's four. Um, But, you know, 
I, not to say I'm wrong. I don't like her, but I'm not going to crop talk her because she does do things in the ring I, that I cannot do, you know? Like, I will acknowledge the fact that even if I'm not a fan of somebody in the ring, well, she, can, still she does many things that I can never do. Win with no build, win with no reason. I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot. Okay, regardless. Uh, you know, I will always find a reason to talk about Liv Morgan. Happy her and Raquel won the number one contenders match on Raw Monday. But there may, there's no reason for it because they just got beat in a tag match at WrestleMania. All right. So what, what would you give it, Brooke? What would you give it? Uh, Match-wise, uh, six, because the actual ring in regular was good. Fantastic. Finish knocks it down from seven to six. All right. Let's move on. I gave it a five. Disappointment. For the match of the weekend. The match of day two. Okay. We got the same as. The IC Championship match. James Gunn's Championship match. Seamus versus Drew versus Gunther. Oh, yeah. I thought... This... General Gunther. Okay. First, the entrance from Gunther. I thought they were just... I like Gunther's entrance better than Drew's and Seamus's. But anyway, um, I thought it was amazing. 28 and a half heartbeats from Seamus. Like, come on. You... I literally sat there and counted. I was like, he gave 28 and a half heartbeats to Drew McIntyre. Um, uh, the competition, I said, they, they put on a show. It was hard hitting throughout the entire match. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the outcome. I said what was, we, we said we, we knew Gunther, Gunther was going to win. He should have won. I need him to go and break the Hunky Tones record so he can go and keep on winning. And I will be okay with that. Um, it was just so good. Seamus and Drew went at it. They went at it hard. And Gunther was smart and took a minute to just sit out in the, uh, outside the ring for a, a good good portion of that first half of that match and let Seamus and Drew, I mean, yeah, Seamus and Drew fight it out and tie themselves out. And Gunther came in and just wrecked shop after that. It was, I enjoyed it. It was you know, a really good match. This is my match of the weekend, or at least of the WrestleMania weekend, the, both nights. Um, because not only do you have two amazing people that have fought to great success before Gunther and Sheamus, you also get Drew McIntyre in here. Adding Drew, this is literally just clashing the castle with Drew McIntyre. Like, how can you not like that? Um, the amount, I believe the official count was 78 chops were delivered in this match. 78. I, I think I saw it on uh, Twitter this morning. Um, you have one of the best closing moments of any uh, intercontinental title match at WrestleMania, in my opinion, with Gunther powerbombing, uh, I believe it was Sheamus on the McIntyre, or uh, it could have been the other way around. And also, importantly, Gunther pinned McIntyre, not Sheamus, he pinned McIntyre. Mm-hmm. So not only has he beaten both of these men now, right? He's now the third longest reigning intercontinental champion. He is inching closer and closer to that record. Um, he deserves that record. Yep. And this match deservedly got five stars from Wrestling Observer. It like how yeah. can you not love this, this match was amazing. It and, was so good. You know, when we when you talk about movies, one of the things that you can say about a good movie is that it's very well paced. And I personally found one of the best things about this match, even though it's not a movie, it, you can also talk about its great pacing. Specifically, Lana, I was also going to point out that the whole idea of having McIntyre and Sheamus 
fight first while yep. the ring general stays back and makes his entrance later. I just felt that the cinematography of this match was absolutely okay. stellar, uh, along mm-hmm. with the performances, along with the physicality. I mean, going from Ronda Rousey's punches to someone like Sheamus Empire's <laughs> or Gunther's, almost, you know, completely different, completely, you know, chopped, you know, my expectations in half. So, yeah, it was it, it blew it out of the water. Fantastic. Um, great match. And, that was a um, great, great match. Very high marks. Um, you know, somewhere in the yeah. eight I gave it a nine. Like, solid nine. So, like, this is going to be a match, I feel like, in about five years that people are going to be like, you want to see a brawl in WWE? Go watch this match from WrestleMania 39. Like, I just can't see a world where that doesn't happen. This is a certifiable WrestleMania banger. Uh, again, Seamus, keep your momentum, buddy. You deserve it. Uh, also, uh, I, I would like to – I know we don't really care about him here, but it, it is kind of important. Uh, Gunther has been with this company for, I believe, just under five years, if you count his NXT UK stuff and his NXT run. Um, he's gotten five five-star matches from Wrestling Observer in that time period. He's now won more than anybody in the history of the company, Right. Um, and he's not even barely begun his career. I mean, he's in his thirties, but like, you can't tell. Yeah, he actually he has a secret. He actually pulls the Tokyo Dome with him. <laughs> not the Tokyo and, Dome. And he, and he struts over, not and the then he shakes hands with Kenny. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Not the Tokyo Dome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shakes hands with Kenny Omega, and so he's good enough for Meltzer. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he was absolutely fantastic, and he does deserve it. So does Omega. He but Gunther obviously did a great job. Um, and a great match. So, I was Gunther has definitely changed, like changed my whole perception. Because, like at first, I didn't pay much attention to him. I was just like, I don't know who this guy is. Don't really care. Not a, he just didn't seem like that person ex- that excited me to watch his match. Yeah. You were ready for but, another Rusev. You were ready for another. Right. Rusev. It was. Yeah. It was just like. Eh. Okay, Gunther's coming in, and I don't know who he is. Don't know what it's about, but watching his matches as of lately and seeing him, I was like, "Wow!" This- I mean, I just can't believe you all would slander Rusev on Rusev Day. I love Rusev Day, and I love Rusev. By the way, I'm no slander for me. I just was, you know. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. When we get a lot of the international wrestlers and they like to do that whole, you know, uh, Russian or whatever kind of wrestlers, like I think of Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov back in the days. And it was just like, ah, I don't even know. So I wasn't paying much attention. I didn't watch him in NXT, so I didn't know who he was. I didn't get to see his build up into the main roster. And so when he came onto the main roster, it was like, Here's Gunther, and everybody was like, okay. I was like, all right, who is this guy? I don't know. But actually watching him wrestle and seeing him with the IC title, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. He makes sense to me. And I was like, I see him, and he's a good, he's just a great wrestler, and he deserves those five stars. I don't know who this guy is, who y'all keep mentioning because I don't follow, but he deserves the, he deserves all the, the flowers that he can get because, yeah, he's good. He's really I mean, good, and I want an entire run with the company, I think he's only lost one singles match. And mm-hmm. this match was freaking incredible. So, I mean, yeah, great, great stuff. I, all right. 
I, I feel like he can be a champion, uh, a world champion soon. So yeah, I would be okay with that. Let's talk about this next match. The Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, Oscar versus Bianca Belair. Now, I have a feeling somebody's going to use one of their rants right now. And so I am going to allow you to go ahead and use your rant right now. So I'm not upset. I'm angry. But I'm not angry at Bianca. She's an excellent wrestler. And I'm not upset at the WWE Universe for liking this match. And I'm not mad at Hunter Hearst Helmsley because I do not believe that this was his fault. And in fact, I want to state I did declare that Oscar would win this match. But I had not I had not factored in one horrible, sour, disgusting factor. And that was Vincent McMahon. Because I thought that he was canceled. I thought he actually assaulted someone. I thought something bad had happened. I thought he would be gone. I thought he'd be out of my mind, out of my hair. I wouldn't have to deal with him tonight. I thought this would be one day out of the years we've had to deal with this gremlin that he would be finally gone and Oscar could win at WrestleMania. Oscar could do it. But here I am. The surprise of, the surprise of honestly, the entire WrestleMania where suddenly Vince is back. And I should have known Vince was back. Because Oscar lost at WrestleMania. And nothing is more Vincent McMahon than crushing my dreams and making Oscar lose the greatest stage of them all. So, so a couple of things. One, allegedly Vince was not even at WrestleMania backstage. So this was a direct Triple H call. Secondly, they made the right decision. I know you don't want to hear that. I'll believe it on my death. Uh, you know, Bianca's getting close to the record. You know, we, we haven't really been paying attention to it, but she's about to break the Raw Women's title record. She's very close. Um, and if anybody deserves to hold that record on that roster right now, it's Bianca. Uh, she's been killing it as champ. Amazing defense after amazing defense. This match was great. I don't think it was as good as Rhea and Charlotte, which I did not think I was going to say that coming into the show. But, you know, I'll give credit for credit to do. I think this match was great. I don't think it was as good as Rhea and Charlotte, mainly because I don't think it got enough time to be as good as Rhea and Charlotte. Uh, but, you know, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I was a little sour at the outcome at the time. But now I'm not. I think oh, it was great. We also have to remember, if you ever want to win a match, don't bring sick kids. Bring healthy kids. Because they really do it for you. Oh, shout they out give to, you the win. Oh, also, AGT alumni, the Divas of Compton, making a great presence at WrestleMania. It, it was great. Loved them. Um, I will speak now because I have some things to say. Um, I was shocked. I have to say, I, I honestly thought Oscar was winning this match, and I was okay with Oscar winning this match. But I'm not upset that Bianca won this match because I always. Always, always love Bianca Belair. I am going to be a Bianca Belair stand till the day she decides to leave WWE, and then I will be a stand after that. So if Bianca Belair has one fan, it is I, it is she, it is me. Um, I loved everything about this match from beginning to end. Yes, the Divas of Compton uh, coming out, opening up for Bianca was amazing. First of all, Oscar's entrance, 
amazing just as well with all the different Oscars coming out before her and then her in that blue mask. I was here for it. And I was like, yes, Oscar, period. And then the Divas of Compton for Bianca and um, shout out to uh, Bring It because Divas of Compton was also on Bring It, period. Yes. I just loved it. And knowing what we know now about the little girl whose mom passed away that morning and um, she still came to WrestleMania, still did her thing, was just, I was like, okay, I see you. I, I My heart went out to her and my prayers still go out to her family. But it was just so good. It was so good. And that match I thought was really good. And once Bianca won, I was like, Wow, shocking. But then I was like, but I ain't mad at it. Not mad. I, I I knew in my spirit, something in my spirit said, Wes is somewhere upset, very really upset right now, very mad right now. I felt it. I, my spirit told me I felt it. I was like, oof. He is not happy right now. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not that bad. I was like shocked, least, but not mad. I have to say, you know, for for everything that Vince McMahon has done to me, and the Owens five statistic that I have to deal with for the rest of my life, um, <laughs> she'll be one of them next year. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, you'll see. Depends on where Vince is. But regardless, um, at least it's to Bianca Belair, and I do have a massive amount of respect for Bianca Belair, and you know, for that girl and her family, she got to see her champion win that night. The kids uh, yeah. don't get that, but yeah, yeah. the Make a Wish kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Listen, I'm not gonna let them live down the, the Make a Wish kids didn't get the wish. I'm sorry. They did not. Yes. I mean, that's facts. Those are facts. Those are facts that the Make a Wish kids. You let the Make a Wish kids come who wanted to see John Cena, and they got all that just to watch John Cena lose. Now. <laughs> It's okay. People love subversions of expectations these days. <laughs> well, I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, uh, moving on to. Oh wait, we didn't rank the match. We didn't rank uh, the match. Eight out of eight out of ten. Eight point five. I get eight point five as well. Must we talk about this? But okay. This because. All right, here we go. Up there with like the ending of the Royal Rumble two thousand five. Like honestly. <laughs> I mean, okay. Here we go. This is the thing. Okay, Miss Miss and Snoop Dogg, Miss and Snoop Dogg are back out because they're the host, and Miss is upset with Snoop because he said, "Yo, man, you made me fight yesterday, and I didn't want to fight. I, you made that match. I had on a ten thousand dollar suit. I didn't want to fight in my ten thousand dollar suit, and you made me do it." And Snoop was like, what, you want to do it again? And he was like, no, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to fight. He was like, oh, my bad. And he was like, I mean, he was like, no, my bad. And then here comes the money. Shane McMahon comes bipping and bopping it up out the back and down the ring and slinking and sliding and dipping in whatever he do. And he comes out. And they gonna make this match. The ref is following Shane, so they making a match. Shane goes, they start, and he jumps over the mid and falls, and stays down. Squad, Terror Squad, just down. I mean, 
you know, I, we would be remiss to not bring up some classic quad tears in the past. Uh, most specifically, the two quad tears that his dad had at Royal Rumble 2005. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout outs to Shane for following in his dad's footsteps, just like he always wanted. Um, but then you have, I believe it was Jessica Carr. Jessica Carr was the ref for this match. Yes, she was um, the ref for the match. Yeah. And she told Snoop what to do. Yeah, you know, Miz was calling spots from the ground, apparently. Yeah. I mean, again, this is something we I brought up that night, too. This is the reason they trust the Miz this much, right? This shows you how much they trust him and how much they know he's able to work on the fly like this. Because you can't just end the segment with Shade having a broken quad and Vince Miz just on the ground. Like it just doesn't work that way. So you have Snoop come in, punch the crap out of the Miz, right? Hit a very bad people's elbow, but it was a people's elbow nonetheless. And uh, get the pin. So now WWE Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg has a win at WrestleMania. Do with that what you will. I mean, look, I'm not that mad at this match as I was at the Pat McAfee match because honestly, Snoop is not a wrestler. He's not in the WWE. He doesn't really know what to do. And for somebody who doesn't, is not in that field, to just go off the cuff because you, I don't know. I brought him like, what you want me to do? What are we do? And he just went along with it and just did his version of a people's elbow. It, I don't expect Snoop to do the great rocks people's elbow. I don't expect Snoop to be athletic because Snoop is a rapper. That's not what he do. So, I mean, if Snoop was somebody like a boxer or somebody who was an athlete, yeah, I expect him to be more athletic. Snoop is not that. And so I didn't expect anything better from that and I didn't expect anything else. The fact that he was able to just jump in and do something to end this whole this segment I thought it was decent. I was like, okay, it, I gave it a six just because of the improv of improv that they had to do. They had to go off because nobody expected Shane to tear his quad right there. So then to just after that happened to pivot and do something else, Miz making those calls because like he was on the floor. Then he get up and he's like, yeah, what, what, what? Get up! It's just I just thought it was it was still a filler. It wasn't nothing exciting. It was just. I gave them props because of they were able to pivot from mm -hmm. a bad situation. Shout anyway. out to my man Snoop. Per. Mm -hmm. Nothing better. All right. <laughs> now um, let's get back to some more real wrestling instead of filler wrestling. Uh, <laughs> even though this match, okay. Um, it was the Hell in the Cell match. Finn Balor, Finn, the demon, Finn Balor versus Edge. Now go ahead. Talk about it. Finn Balor is the Balor. Why don't I call him Balor? Balor. Sorry. <laughs> Finn Balor is the biggest warrior on this card. Uh, found out uh, just right before we recorded that uh, Finn had a torn quad coming into this match. Uh, not only that, he had a torn quad, uh, not quad, uh, torn calf. Sorry, torn calf muscle uh, coming into this match. Uh, he got a nasty cut on this match when Edge threw that ladder at him. Uh, apparently, they gave him a numbing agent, and then after the match, it took 12 staples to close that cut. Um, yeah. But not only that, they both covered that so well. Um, okay, Edge covered it really well. Finn couldn't really do anything about it. But Finn is a tank 
Edge is a pro. They're both mm-hmm. pros. They're both tanks. They both did what they had to do. Have we reached the good Canada count to three? Yeah. We're not, we're not here. <laughs> Two nights to do it. But we're at three. I think Chelsea made it. Three. Regardless, you have all of this mess. Also, Finn Balor is like hopping off the side of the cell stomp attempt through the table. They hit that ledge perfectly. Like, if they ever want to do a spot like that again, that is the perfect way to do it. Uh, and I'm so happy they did not leave the cell. It has been so long since we've got a Hell in a Cell match. Stay in the cell. It was beautiful. Um, great match. It was fantastic. That was a great match. I was, I wanted to Balor to win, though. Um, as much as I love Edge, I do. I do love Edge. I don't feel like Edge needed to win. I needed. I thought Finn Balor needed to win and should have won, uh, especially because Rhea being the only person from the new ju- the, the Judgment Day to win at WrestleMania is kind of sad. And then you know, I, I felt like Finn Balor should have also won, so the new Judgment Day could have something else to you know. And I felt like that would have with Dominic being the only one to lose. And him still acting like he's Mr. Tough Prison Man would have been perfect for their storyline. Like, he's tough, he's strong, but he lost WrestleMania to his dad. But it's okay, because the Judgment Day is still strong. I just felt like that should have been the story going into the next, you know, after WrestleMania. But, whatever. It was still a good match. Lana, I'm very sick. And I, and I said this even before on the on the predictions. But I am so sick of having people have ultimate forms or fake power-ups only to see them lose at Mania. Yep. They've done it with the Fiend. They've done it with the Demon. I don't even want to see the freaking Leprechaun if it means that my favorite superstar is going to get an automatic loss at Mania. And I so, agree. You know what? I feel like you know if you're going to bring in the Demon, give, give the man his flowers. And if you're not going to do that, then don't bring in his really cool fake gimmick. I, and I couldn't agree more. Balor losing here, but the demon should have never lost you. But you agree. also have to remember you're dealing with Demon Finn versus Brood Edge, and like uh, it, the, the semantic argument of whether or not Brood Edge comes to the gimmick like that or not, whatever. To me, it's just the demon lost all of its punch to me when Roman beat the demon last year, and now the demon doesn't feel like anything anymore. That was the whole thing, was the demon felt special because it was made to be special, right? Right. I, I don't... The, the demon in itself doesn't feel special anymore because the demon just doesn't... It doesn't certainly win. feel that way now. Yeah. It like, definitely... It doesn't. I agree. I think what's the point of bringing out the demon if he's going to always lose? Like, that... And the, and the fact that... The, where it's like, we use the demon to protect Finn Balor. Which is the opposite of how it should work. Right. It's really weird. But uh, past that, it was still a great match. What would you give it, Lana? I'm curious. My ranking actually was. Oh, shoot. I gave it a 7 9. I thought it was good. It was a good match. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like. I would give it a 9 if only because. No, wait, hold on. I'm using my rant here because I've only used one. I'm going to use another one. Sure. 
So I personally really enjoyed this match. And I think that Edge proved how big of a pro he is by covering as well as he did. You know, and the good thing is they ended up using the kendo sticks later on in the match and he just grabbed them early. So it looked reasonable, right? But this is something that has bothered me since the night of the card and we need to talk about it, okay? So they did not paint the cage. It was the normal silver hell in the cell. Thank you. Why? Please, someone explain to me why they painted the damn weapons. They painted them red and they painted them purple and I wanted to punch somebody and it hurt my soul. And I'm like, this is hell in a cell. This does not so, help with the president. You this know is why? not the black, the freaking blackout match. Yeah, but you know why they had to do that, though, is because the red kind of sticks do fire damage. Yeah, and the purple ones do poison. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, it's just, it is such a petty thing to be mad about. But it, it was is. bothering me in the moment so much that when they finally got that one pit table that was not painted, I literally popped for it because I was so happy. Um... Please never paint these weapons again unless you're doing them glow in the dark like you did a pitch black. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't need it. It does not add to the presentation whatsoever. Um, but yeah, also just everything but past that, that agreement. Yeah, great match. Just God, don't paint these weapons ever again, please. And if you do paint them, paint the pink. Paint the pink. That would be funny. Yeah, paint the pink. No, paint the pink. Okay. Oh, and I would right. give people out of 10. Oh, 8.5. 8.5. A great match. Okay, well then, let's right. go to the main event match of the night is the Universal Championship, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. I know there are lots of thoughts. I'm sure some people would agree with things and others won't. So I'm very interested to see how we are feeling. We're, we're rock, paper, scissors, and see who goes first. Yay. Okay. okay. Uh, Ronnie, would you like to go first, or would you, or do you mind if I go first? I will let you go first, because I really feel like this is going to be very interesting. Here's my rank card. Take it. Thank you. Okay, so... I have told you all both time and time again, and I've already said it once during this podcast, nothing is a sure thing in WWE, ever, Okay. There is never a single time where I go into a show and I am a thousand percent confident on what is going to happen, right? However, I have never felt more confident that something was going to happen and it not happen on a wrestling show in my entire life. I think the closest I can say is like Cena the Rock, WrestleMania 28. I thought Cena was going to win. He didn't. Like, and here, you know, that match didn't even have any stakes. That was just a pride thing right? We're getting more Roman as world champ. We're not getting Cody as the as the champ right now. We lose all of this amazing natural organic build that you've built over the past year towards Cody winning this belt at WrestleMania. It's gone. They are never going to get the same reaction or the same fan support behind him that they had right now with him winning that night. Um, and also, it's not even that Roman won. It's the way that Roman won. Because we have seen over and over and over this Roman is dead in the water. And yet Solo or the Usos or Sami Zayn sometimes back in the day would find a way to screw somebody over and Roman would keep the belt. It's been happening since Kevin Owens 
versus Roman at the Royal Rumble three years ago, almost. Or, no, two years ago. Like, it's been that long, right? We, I'm at the point now where I'm not only sick of this title reign, and I'm not sick of it in the, oh, he's such a good heel, I just want this, I want a face to knock him off. I just don't want to watch anymore. I know I am not interested in where they're going to take this group because all that's going to happen is if let's say Roman wins. Okay. Roman wins this match clean. Okay. In a theoretical world, Roman won this match clean. I would be okay with that a little bit more. I would still be mad. I'd still be angry, but I am just so over Roman having, not only does he have one, he has both of the belts. So it's not even like we can look at another world title program and be entertained like we used to be able to when Big E was WWE Jam. We just have to sit and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's almost a thousand days now. We're at like 950, I think, or something like that. Like something ridiculous like that. And it's okay. We can just have a Snoop Dogg or Pat McAfee win Money in the Bank. Sure, sure. I mean, at this point, I don't care because whoever wins Money in the Bank is not going to take the briefcase off it, the belt off him. So I want him gone for a long time whenever he drops these belts. If they make us wait another year for him to drop these belts, I'm tuning out until they drop them. Like, I can't. I cannot deal with it anymore. Um, He's going to hit 1,000 around money in the bank, I think, is when it's supposed to happen. If he does not drop these belts at SummerSlam, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I just can't. All right. Well, I will say, for the people who watch, don't know, uh, Cody Rhodes is my favorite wrestler. Um, It's Asuka's very close. And you know how fervently I care about Oscar, but Cody Rhodes is my number one. I, I really loved him back when he was undashing Cody Rhodes. And when he left the company, I felt like he was jibbed, just like my other favorite wrestler, Dolph Ziggler. And if he leaves for AW, I will support him, even though he won't. But I still love him. Um, no way. So my heartbreak hits on multiple levels. It, it, it's kind of like uh, a sedimentary rock. Of, of how many layers of disappointment I felt in that moment. Um, but it got worse because it's very hard for me to exclude this match, which, by the way, was a great match. I was upset with all of the ref nonsense, the ref bump, the ref eviction, the ref fake evic or, you know, ejection, um, you know, the the Usos coming in, the Usos getting kicked out and not mattering at all. Um I was very upset about all of that. So the layers were there. I was depressed. I didn't want to talk to people, didn't want to talk about the event, didn't want to watch WrestleMania, certainly didn't want to watch Raw. But Brooke convinced me. Brooke was like, watch the next day. Just see and see how you feel about it. We'll see how we feel. And when, when Cody Rhodes entered that ring and he said, I beat you and you know it, rematch, I was reinvested. I was ready to reignite every bit, every ounce of care, every ounce of build, every part of the storyline, every part about finishing the story. And then Bork Lusner, my arch enemy, my demon, the thing I hate more than life itself, came and crushed me and said, no, for a moment you thought you were going to have happiness, but Vince McMahon is back and that is my complete and full thought about the match that night. 
because it has been squashed. Every hope, every thought, every every joy that I could maintain from this main event has been so sufficiently pummeled to death by Bork Lusner German, German suplexing Cody Rhodes 5,000 times and then coming back and beating him up and then coming back and beating him up. And that's how I feel. I feel like a dead, beaten puppy. And there you go. I, I don't know how I can rate this match because it was a good match. I can't lie to you and say it wasn't. But I can't emotionally give the gratis, uh, you know, the satisfaction to anyone who came and booked that, aka Vince Okay. Well, here goes my little opinion. Was I shocked that Roman Reigns won this match? Absolutely. Was I annoyed with all the shenanigans with um, Solo and the Usos and Kevin and Sammy and the ref bumps and all that stuff? Sure. I was definitely annoyed. Was I upset and disheartened by the outcome? No. I wasn't. And even in that moment when that when Roman was declared the winner, I was like, huh, shocking, but I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not fully sold on being over the reign of Roman Reigns. I'm not fully there. I'm not, because I think for me, I'm so invested in the bloodline as the bloodline is itself, the whole story of the bloodline, the whole fascination of the bloodline. I'm just a bloodline girl. So I feel like I don't mind Roman Reigns being champion for another year or whatever, however long they make. I'm not mad at it. But I do hope when it does come crumbling down, it has to come crumbling down in a big way where it makes sense. And as much as I love Cody Rhodes, because I do, I think Cody Rhodes is an awesome wrestler, and the story was great. It's sure, you come back, you win, you know, your pick is torn, so you're out of it for a while, and you come back and you win uh, the Royal Rumble to get your opportunity to get that brass ring for your family. The Rose family never had this champion, this opportunity. I don't think Cody Rhodes is the awesome way for this bloodline dynasty to come crumbling down. That's just my opinion. I don't know if he is that massive thing that brings the bloodline down. And once we know, once Roman drops these belts, the bloodline is going to be over. It's going to be done. It's not coming back from that. I can see them crumbling them down a little piece. Like I think the Usos are about to get put out of the bloodline or something is about to happen with whatever's going to happen with this whole bloodline issue with the Usos since they lost their belt. I think that's, I'm still invested in this story. So I'm not that upset, and I can understand, and I'm convinced from what we saw on Raw the next day that either Paul Heyman has something to do with Brock Lesnar and this Cody Rhodes situation, and if it's going to be Brock somehow not joining the bloodline, but 
you know, being focused on that side now. I I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I'm kind of interested to see what's going to come from it. I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar can really jump off a cliff and I would not care. But if they're going to give him some kind of storyline that's going to make him seem more interesting, they, good luck on that. I don't know. I'm just going to trust the process. We all know Vince McMahon tends to crap on all of our happy moments in life when it comes to WWE. And I don't expect if he's going to be running creative again or whatever is happening, I don't expect much. But I'm going to trust the process and whatever happens, happens. But I'm, I'm not, I wasn't that upset with Roman winning. I got very a couple of phone calls from my nephews while we were well, after they watched it, and it was like, "This is the worst. I hate it. I can't stand it. I'm never watching again. I'm sick of Roman Reigns." Like they were mad, and I was like, "I get it. I understand, but I'm just not there yet." I I, my, I completely understand, Lana, because I'm also convinced. <laughs> I just put a hyphen in the middle. It's conned by Vince. So, <laughs> no, okay. So Vince had nothing to do with this. No, I, I'll but, it the day I die. No, I mean I don't think you will. I think you're going to be stuck in your ways forever, and that's okay. But this has been confirmed by a variety of sources no, that this was the plan for the past like month. I did month. say the Cody loss was not the problem. It was the way. It was it's the way. way. And mm-hmm. even the way, it's the night after. Yeah, because it makes no sense to me. But overall, though, the match was actually a really good match. So good. And we haven't, we're not talking about how good the match is because the outcome was just so glaring and upsetting for some, not for others. But it was just interesting. But the match itself was good. I literally honestly gave the match itself a 9.3 because I thought it was a lot happening and they both performed so well. Cody and Roman were great in this match. And they were great together in that match. Mm -hmm. You said Cody Rhodes is not the man to crumble down the bloodline. If you had to pick, who do we have then? I don't know. That is a question that I can't answer because I don't know who it is. Now, I feel like maybe Cody Rose could be that at some other, as a, but with more build up, with more. Like, I feel like he can have, he needs to have more fire. And this story has to be built up better and more for me to say Cody Rose could take down the entire bloodline. I'm not saying he can't do it. I just said this wasn't the time for him to do it. Understand. I mean, I'll keep it a buck. If it's not Cody, I realistically think there are only two other people that can do it. And one of them is currently your reigning and defending intercontinental champion, Gunther, and the other one is Jey Uso. And outside of those two, who else? Who else? <laughs> like, maybe Seth. I doubt it. I don't even think that there fits either. I feel like if they're going to do something, even if it's not I think if they like The Rock could come back and do something, but I don't believe that is a good enough thing because he's not there all the time. So I don't feel like 
was the plan but, not to make Cody the next face, even if it's because again, if you say Cody when, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Cody when makes sense to me, saying it mm-hmm. wasn't the right time, it needs more build up, but Cody if. It's not Cody if. I think it's Cody when. I think it's going to be Cody. It's just, I said, and I told my nephew after this, I said, I think SummerSlam will be when Cody does it because yeah, it's just, I feel like whatever's going on with this Brock Lesnar thing. And I, and I was right there with you yeah. on the Monday after Raw. I now, mm-hmm. now I'm so confused because Vince being back in the company, maybe it wasn't WrestleMania, but maybe it is now. For sure, Vince is back to some degree now in some capacity. I'm very worried because Vince was the same man who booked Cody, Cody into the dirt. I just don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust him either. I don't. Oh, I don't trust nothing Vince McMahon does. Well, we do yeah. need to remember though, Vince is also the man that booked Cody to go over Seth Rollins three times. Triple H wasn't in power then, so we we, we do have to acknowledge that part too. There is a double edged sword to it, yeah. but. The last person you will ever hear me defending on this channel is Vincent Kennedy. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. Um, but look, the, the only way I can do it is this. We are going to just have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I wish we were in a different place right now than we mm-hmm. are. Than you're in. Mm-hmm. We cannot change that. Right. But even if it was just him losing at Mania and then the Raw stuff didn't happen, I would be happier. Yeah. Um, we also now know that the draft is happening shortly, so there's going to be some people moved around. So mm-hmm. in order to get us off of, uh, you know, the WrestleMania, you know, weird ending, I think is the best way to put it. Um, I'm just going to ask a fun question that I think would be a nice way to wrap things up uh, tonight. So the draft is happening uh, shortly. Uh is there, let's say, two or three people that you think could use a nice change of pace by either moving brands, getting called up from NXT, any of that? Mm. Well, the thing that I want the Raw draft to do is separate some of these tag teams, <laughs> particularly the Street Profits. But if I can't have that, uh, just some separation. And if Bailey's going to leave, I wouldn't mind seeing what EO Sky can do in a solo career. So my answer is. Let's let's trust bust some of these trusty handy dandy tag teams. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to focus on the NXT aspect. I feel like that's more my brain anyway. Uh, so first up, Roxanne Perez. I feel like that's kind of free. Uh, she was wasn't champ for a long time, but she's amazing. More than ready for the main roster, especially when you have Botchamania, Lacey Evans on the main roster right now. Uh, she she can more than ha- handle herself against these ladies in this division. Uh, so her. Secondly, uh, you know, he didn't win the North American title, but, you know, he would fit really well into Judgment Day. So I'm going to say J.D. McDonough uh, would be a fantastic call up. Uh, and then, you know, finally, I'm going to be selfish and say Axiom because I want Axiom on my screen every night. I don't care. But uh, yeah, I just hope we get some good NXT call ups in the draft. Historically, we do. So let's see what happens. Um, I don't know who I want to move anywhere because honestly, I feel like everybody be on everybody's show in the first place anyway. So mm-hmm. this whole draft thing is kind of like pointless because everybody just be on everybody's show. But I do hope that they will. I want to see Liv back on Raw. 
And I feel like she had, I, I feel like her on SmackDown is, she's, she's done the SmackDown Women's Champion. Now let's bring on Raw, let her win over there. That's fine. Um, I want to see, I feel like Judgment Day needs to just move on to SmackDown. And um, since Rhea is there, the rest of them need to go there and just do what you're doing over there. That's fine, too. And I agree with you. Some of the, with you, uh, some of the, the tag teams need to be split. I feel like we have now seen Angelo Dawkins become the star of that match in, in um, of Mania. So, and we saw Montez be the star of his match at the Elimination Chamber. I feel like they can both do really well and have solo, uh, great solo performances. So, well, one of them go to Raw, one of them go to SmackDown. Let's do that. Do that with the Alpha Academy. Send, split them up. Um, um, I don't, I, I, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. But you know what? When push comes to sub, you said it best about five minutes ago, Brooke, when you said we're just going to have to wait and see and see what's going on. But most importantly, if you want to keep up to date about what's going on, you can continue to watch the cup because we will be back at you with more updates as they come. Yeah, we're even backlashes next month, y'all. We, we, we don't have a ton of time in between, so we really don't. And in Puerto, uh, Rico. in Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny, and we saw on Raw, yeah, he's in the hospital. Yeah, because Damian Priest, the local we, we medical saw. facility. The local medical facility, not a hospital, a local medical. Vince is not but it's uh yeah so we we will talk about backlash with hosted by Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico which I personally would love to just go to Puerto Rico myself and just go to that show but you know who knows whatever but uh, oh last question though because I do want to ask this question before we say our goodbyes overall how do we rate WrestleMania? Can we rate the nights separately? Because I kind of feel like I have to. No, I kind of feel like overall it's the whole thing. <laughs> the first night was so great. The second night was kind of mid. If you average them out, it's probably like a B plus. Yeah, it's good an eight for me, dog. I've got an eight point five for me. You're going to Hollywood. Period. Oh, Three S's. Oh wait, we're in Hollywood. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then back to your house, well, and then you come out here for your auditions later. Right, come back, go home. But okay. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I think night two really soured me on this show. A lot of it. Um, enough that I'd probably give it a seven. I don't think I can give it anything higher than that. I, I mean, a lot of these matches were great, but a lot of them were not, and it it, it did chew. Well. That is it. Well, we, y'all heard it here. We'll be back again later next time for a backlash with our, once we figure out what that card is, we'll talk about our predictions and then the recap. Y'all know what to do. Follow, like, share, subscribe to all of the the things. We we we, we are trying to get to a thousand followers by the end of the year, so follow, 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 share, 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 and subscribe. Twitter things. I don't know what they are. Oh, the Twitter. Of course you do the Twitter things. Uh, follow us at the cup underscore reality um, so you will know when every video is dropping, and if you just want to follow myself and Brooke, sure, go ahead and do that. We're kind of cool. 
And always don't forget the merch at Lana G's Creation com. I'm not going back to pick it up, but you know, if you've seen us before, you know what it looks like. You see that logo. That's what it looks like on a cup. So follow us and um, check it out. And you guys, this was fun. This was fun. Cheers. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 And cheers. As soon as I can do this. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-